welcome back to another episode of the Raven Geeks, the official geek culture podcast of CM Life. I am one of your hosts, Steve Tiemann. I am Farhan Coleman. My name is Jeremy Augusta. All right. And we are all here for another week of news, and then we're going to get into another topic for this week. So first things first, um, Christopher McQuarrie, the director of Mission Impossible Fallout, is going to be directing the next two Mission Impossible movies. He's already signed on for both of them. It was all over Twitter with him and Tom Cruise saying things to that nature. So I'm pretty excited about this because I love Fallout. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Fallout's probably the best installment of the Mission Impossible franchise. Um, it's like As far as the story goes, as far as character development goes, I think it's the most improved out of all the Mission Impossible films. So to see that he's coming back is encouraging. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. I mean, it's kind of when you have when you're six movies into a franchise, it's a little difficult to try to make things seem fresh and new and not make it seem like you're rehashing the same thing or beating a dead horse. So I'm a little curious to see how he's going to do that. But I have total faith in him that he'll be able to pull it off. Mm-hmm. I have no not, not I have no horse in this race. OK, cool. <laughs> um, I'm kind I'm relatively new into Mission Impossible. I think I've only seen all of. Fallout and the one before Fallout, Rogue Nation. So you didn't see one, two, three. No, I need uh, to go back. I've always heard two. Watch you can a, skip. Yeah, I've always heard yeah. don't watch two. Yeah, two you can skip. But, um, yeah, that was that was completely pointless. Yeah, but one, everything else other than two, I I think is it's, it's either is either okay to good or okay. great. Okay. But two is just garbage. Okay. So yeah, I've liked the last two where he ha- clings to a plane as it yep. takes off. That's crazy. And then Fallout, obviously. Yeah, someone needs to sit so. Tom Cruise down and remind him he's over fifty. That's insane so, to me. Like some of these stunts that he's trying to do, like just isn't he like fifty seven or something? He's getting that Scientology <laughs> focus. I was gonna say he literally the, broke a bone. I'm pretty sure the the yeah, stunt where yeah, he, he was just jumping ankle. off of uh, one building to another. Yep. Yeah, that, he said he broke his ankle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he needs to chill out with that. They kept that shot in the movie too. Like you can see his power limping. Yeah, like when it hits the wall, it's like. Like, goes like parallel to the wall, like, and I like knew about it beforehand, so I was looking for it in the film, <laughs> and I kind of wish I hadn't because it was yeah. really messed up to look at. Yeah. But. That's that Scientology focus. He exactly. was like, I I broke my leg, but I'm gonna keep powering through. It's those L. Ron Hubbard powers. Yeah, dude, Just L. Ron Hubbard is in. Uh, I don't know what heaven is to Scientologists, but wherever he is, space with the Hubbard, lizard man. <laughs> Hubbard, yeah, he's with the on planet Xenu. Yeah, L. Ron Hubbard is up there willing Tom Cruise to make more money, mm. and that's the way it should be. I, I'm pretty sure. Somebody has like talked to Tom Cruise in an interview, like, dude, these are crazy. These are crazy stunts. You're gonna die. And he's like, I we'll just make these until until I do die. Until these stunts kill me. Yeah, so no, let's go. He, let's keep making them. So he has a Cruise little bit of Brett he has a few screws loose. <laughs> he has a few screws loose, but his films are great and it's working for him. But I just I kind of wish he would just chill out a little bit. You really don't need to be doing those stunts at 57. You can get someone else to do it for you. The audience will not care that much that it's a stunt double and not you. When you're 57, dude, I can't believe he's actually 57. I would have never guessed that he was that old. It's, it's crazy. All right, so there's that. Uh, what else we got? Aquaman cracked a billion dollars. Surprisingly, surprisingly, yeah. I don't. I. It's surprising to me only because with all the other DCU films that we've gotten up to this point, mm-hmm. I I just I wouldn't have guessed Aquaman would be the one to make as much money as it did. Like yeah. I would, if you told me there was a DCU film that would crack a billion, I would have thought Batman vs Superman or Justice League, not Aquaman. The thing is, there's nothing else out right now. Like there's Into the Spider Verse, but I think that, at least from an audience perspective, looks like a much younger movie. Yeah. Whereas there's only really one big action movie out right now, mm-hmm. and that is Aquaman. So when you're sitting at home with your relatives, bored, wondering what you can do, it's 
like, oh, well, there's this junk food movie in the theaters right now we can go see. And that's why people went to see it. Yeah, it definitely benefited from the time frame it was released. Although it was, like you said, competing with Into the Spider-Verse. And it was also competing with Bumblebee, which is also why I'm a little surprised yeah, why mm-hmm. I was able to crack a billion. Yeah. But I guess Jason Momoa just has that kind of cachet now. He's the new rock. I like Jason Momoa. He, so. he, he fit perfectly for that role. I just wish the movie he was in was a little bit better made. Yeah, I, I I had fun with Aquaman, but there was just a lot of script issues in that film that I'm really surprised that people went enough times for it to make a billion dollars. Yeah, I don't think like I'm glad that DC got a win, and hopefully this is like a they sign for one. them. This is a sign for them to like, okay, let's let's actually like concentrate on making some quality movies now, yeah. like not doing all the studio interference stuff. But like this made a billion, and Wonder Woman didn't yeah it's, it's really surprising better. for me although i it if if this sets sort of a precedent for the dceu as far as going forward we could see films like wonder woman 84 mm-hmm. and shazam potentially make that kind of box office and i think it would sort of put the dceu back on a more firm ground than what it is right now it's mm-hmm. still real shaky we still don't really know who's playing batman if ben affleck's coming back we still don't know what the henry cavill situation is i assume he's coming back we still haven't yeah. heard any Official news coming from that. Momoa said he's still in. So yeah, take that for what you will. Yeah, I was about to say we we can take that for what we it's will. Like my movie just made a billion. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. So I I don't. It, it's gonna be interesting to see where they go from here as far as how these other films perform in the DCU and how that'll affect where they go in the universe from here. I'm interested to see it. I just hope that they're able to handle it better than how they've been so far. Yeah, for sure. So what's on the docket? It's I know Suicide this, Squad 2. This year, okay, Shazam. So, so the things that are in development or are coming out, so Shazam is next. That's yeah. like around Captain Marvel time, like March. I um, don't think that will do very well successfully. I think it'll be fun. It'll probably, I don't know, I see that like making like Ant-Man money. Yeah, yeah it's going to, I can see that. Like Ant-Man 500, Man. 600 mil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, sol- like a solid movie. It's just going to be like, Fun popcorn movie. Yeah, it's, it's gonna it is gonna get buried though, as far as comic book films go. Considering yeah. it's coming within sort of the Captain Marvel wave, it, it's gonna get buried. Yeah, but. the amount of hype for Captain Marvel is insane right now because we're at this moment in the main, like in what's happening now in that universe, where it's about to give us a lot of context into who Captain Mar- Marvel is, and we're allegedly going like Captain Marvel is gonna be a huge part of that movie. Mm-hmm. We need the pretense for it. So right. people who are saying, well, I really like the first Avengers, and they led me to believe Captain Marvel is going to do a whole lot, so I need to see Captain Marvel before I see the second one. Right. People are going to go choose that over, who's this Shazam guy? Mm-hmm. So He's got a lightning bolt. He's he's Chuck. Yeah. From the Plus, show Chuck. Well, I, I don't think superhero fatigue is a thing, but also you have to keep in mind, if people just went to the movies to see Captain Marvel, I don't know if they're going to be also rushing out a few weeks later to go see Shazam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think they kind of got their fix, and then they'll just be waiting for Avengers Endgame at that mm-hmm. point. Right. So we'll we'll see how that does, and if you know if the DCU is able to get in a better place if Shazam does well, and then Wonder Woman 84 does well, and Birds of Prey does well, then this conversation is a mute point. Mm-hmm. But that's a really big if, considering how dysfunctional that universe has been to yeah. this point. And then I think also in 2019 we're getting that uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. That that's in like for. December. That's going to be mm-hmm. interesting. And then I think beyond that is Birds of Prey. That is definitely going forward because mm-hmm. Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie's been talking about being Harley Quinn quite a bit. So that's going forward. I think Suicide Squad 2 in whatever capacity that's going to be. And we're still hitting That's even going to be a soft reboot of, of James Gunn doing his own thing with that. Batman. Um, the Batman, that's still, who knows. 
Yeah. Like we were supposed to get like Flashpoint this year. Yeah, like we were. Flash we? movie. Yeah, we, we so don't that's definitely not were. Happening. Like um, I said, the universe has been very dysfunctional, and they've moved yeah. a lot of stuff around. But I think they're they're not totally dead. There's still time for them to redeem yeah. themselves. I think with Aquaman, Shazam, and One Woman eighty four, which are all in like the mainline mm-hmm. universe, because Joker's doing its own thing. It's in the eighties or whatever. I think those three are gonna be for them. Those things are gonna be like their base going forward. I think yeah. once. Like leading into Wonder Woman eighty four, we'll probably hear some definitive stuff about Batman and about Superman and about the Flash and stuff like that. Do you think they kind of took an DC kind of took an off year, knowing that Avengers two is coming out, and if we put anything up so. against Avengers yeah. two, we're gonna get blown out of the water? Yeah, I think because looking at their lineup for the year, I'm not super excited. Because if they wanted to do like even. Shazam comes out before Captain Marvel and Avengers. It comes so out like, after Captain Marvel, actually. It's oh, like does a, it? Yeah, it comes yeah. out like a like two or three weeks after. Oh, okay. So never mind. So they're gonna try and get something out in between uh, Captain Marvel and Endgame, mm-hmm. and then after that is Endgame and Spider Man. And I don't think like they you would, you would need something huge to compete with that. And yeah. DC they don't just have, they, have, they right don't have that. Yeah. Unless they Justice had, like, League was the biggest thing they had, and that it mm-hmm. didn't flop, but yeah. it didn't perform to the point where a Justice League movie should have. Critically right. a failure. Yep, is how I like to preface yeah. those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what's our next bit of news? Because okay. we've talked about yep that we've, before. We beat that dead horse all the time. Um. Okay, so this I found pretty interesting. So Bumblebee, their box office wasn't huge. It was like I think it's like three or four hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. which isn't a whole lot. It's Shazam money. Yeah, but. Um, the article that I did read, um, the company that produced it, they made a bigger profit off of Bumblebee than they did the Dark Knight. Dark really? Night. The last night. The last oh. night made the last night made trans. Okay, so Transformers Five made more money, like at the box office, but it was like a net loss for them. Probably because the budget because was because so the budget blue, was huge, yeah. and then they had to pay a bunch for advertising, and then it just like got like a really lukewarm response. So that's an understatement. That they lost, yeah, Luke, yeah, <laughs> understatement. So they lost, they lost more money on that, and then Bumblebee actually made them money. So like their model going forward is going to be Bumblebee style. So is this movies? This is the production company. Yes. So I don't remember the name of it? But. Is it specifically like video effects? Because uh, I, I can th- see how that budget would be exploded by the last night, which. I think was mostly like they had to do Optimus Prime riding a T Rex, right? Mm-hmm. So that you see how that budget quickly blows up. Where I didn't see last it. night, but I, the scenes I have seen are heavy, heavy CGI, yeah. very very heavy. So mm-hmm. I can see how the budget for that film is very large. Also, Mark Wahlberg, I don't Mark think Wahlberg, is cheap. Yeah, definitely not cheap. So and Michael Bay, as we all know, likes to do things over the top and as big as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that actually makes perfect sense now, knowing that Michael Bay directed one and didn't direct the other yeah. one. Oh, there's a very noticeable difference between Bumblebee and then the tone of the previous five. I'm just talking like production cost wise. Oh yeah. If you're like, okay, let's make a cheap movie. Let's not get Michael Bay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think Bumblebee was, while I wish that we had spent more time with, like, getting to know the actual Transformers, because I think we spent a little bit too much time with Haley Seinfeld's character, as great as she was, mm-hmm. I think that's my one of my main complaints of the previous five is we spend too much time with human characters and don't get enough time to get to know the Transformers. That's my one complaint with Bumblebee. But other than that, like, it's just far superior to everything else yeah, that came before. Everything that about franchise. it is so much better. Every Literally every detail is ten times better than anything Michael Bay put out in those mm-hmm. previous five Transformers movies that, by, by a lot. The 15, not even 15 minutes, like the, the 10 minutes we spend on Cybertron 
is better than the entirety of Transformers 5. Almost definitely. I promise that. Yes, it's most so definitely. Um, Although I'm a little confused on, is this a reboot or an actual prequel? I think it's a reboot. Because the design purposes, of Bumblebee is almost the exact same yeah. as the previous five films. And Optimus Prime looks just about the exact same as well. I'm going to say it's a soft reboot. Yeah. Because they still have him turning into a Camaro. And they have him leaving at the end, which is like, hey, he's going to go... And mm-hmm. do the Transformers one thing. But yeah. then they also retcon why both the Autobots and the Decepticons came to Earth. Yeah. They retcon the fact that Bumblebee is the first uh, Cybertronian to come to Earth. Yeah. Um, What else? That's why... Well, they didn't necessarily officially say that. Like, the events of... uh, Or, like, you know, where, where they showed in previous Transformers movies where Transformers have been on Earth for however many long. They never mm-hmm. actually said that didn't happen, per se. Yeah, but, like, everybody... Like, they all act like... Like in the original, there's a long history of Transformers existing on Earth. Yeah, but this this it, like it seems to heavily imply that, um, even like because like Sector Seven is in Bumblebee and it's yeah. in the previous ones, mm-hmm. and they act like this is like the this is a thing that we've never seen before. This is incredible. Yeah. If they didn't, they'd be like, oh, it's like oh, it's another one. Or, of those or they they would at least hint to like, oh, we've got Megatron locked up in the basement over there. Yeah. But they didn't. So I. I think they they didn't out and out say it's a reboot, but they're they're distancing themselves from the more recent Michael as Bay they stuff should. at least as they should because it's bad. Yeah. The reason I think this is like an actual like we're gonna forget everything else ever happened is that they have like a new star and they're not touching on that like mm-hmm. what you said. And I think a lot of the like oh it's the same as last time like he's still a Camaro is just convenience yeah. and that's what audiences are used to. Like if you had Bumblebee turn into like. I don't know, a Jeep, people would be like, wait, what? Wait a minute, like mm-hmm. zero out of ten. Like people would be upset about that. So I think a lot of that kind of stuff is just this is what people are used to, so let's keep mm-hmm. it going. I, I would be shocked if in this new kind of, I'll call it a reboot, they even ever mention the last five. Because I think that also left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths because we were getting the same kind of commercialized garbage popcorn movie every time mm. like in one he's like check out this beats pill we can turn the unobtadium to yeah and then a truck of bud light falls on mark Wahlberg <laughs> and he, and he cracks he it and, the street. <laughs> and like that just got uh, too much not good so i think that that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth mm. also in five it said they said b fought in world war ii and what yeah <laughs> i never saw five so yeah. I, this is news oh to my me. god he like turned into an army jeep and was like shooting nazis which is cool but Probably not. Canon. It's in a bad movie, so we're gonna ignore it. It's in a bad movie, so yeah. So exactly. All right. Uh, I think Megatron was a Nazi. <laughs> I knew it. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of other news. I guess Punisher season two is coming, but it's gonna be canceled. So who cares? Yeah, that's that's Dude. heartbreaking. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm excited to, to get it, but it it sucks knowing that when I'm finished with it, pretty much all Netflix. Mm-hmm. Film or Netflix Marvel shows are dead. I, I don't think Jessica Jones has officially been canceled, but no, I expect that announcement to come soon. It's not because she still has another season coming out. Okay, so after that last season, mm-hmm. it'll be officially canceled and all those shows will be yeah. officially gone. From and I saw a thing somewhere that said in the deal that Netflix and Marvel made, um, should those shows be canceled, Marvel can't use those characters for two years. So yeah, that. in two yeah. years, maybe we'll get something on Disney Plus with Daredevil. That seems. I, I wonder why Netflix decided to make that decision, because mm. I, I think one of the reasons they decided was the shows weren't performing as well as they wanted them to. 
but we don't really know what that means because Netflix, as we know, doesn't really release their numbers right. unless they, unless something did really, really well. Um, and even then, they sometimes still don't release their numbers. So it's really hard to tell exactly what they meant by that because my interpretation of it was Daredevil was doing pretty well. Luke Cage was doing pretty well. Yeah. There was like no, critically. Critically, even, they were doing amazing. Yeah. Even even Iron Fist recovered season two. Like, yeah. I'm about to say critically, they weren't doing awful with the exception of Iron Fist season one. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out exactly why they felt the need to scrap them entirely. I don't know what happened behind closed doors. but yeah, I, don't I think Netflix has, like, they've been spending so much money. And I right now, like, as a company, they're stock is going down so they don't want to invest in properties that aren't going to give them returns into the future Mm -hmm. so looking ahead say oh we only have these for two more years why would we pour money into this ip that disney's going to take and blow up right so it makes sense financially it just kind of sucks for viewers yeah Yeah. i think also they're going to try and go forward with mark miller's mark millar mark miller's universe because they have they have the rights to miller world so they're going to start making those series so they don't there's no really i think they have something in production right now i think so too it's like is the boys? Is that I have no idea. I don't know the title of it, but they do have something in production like right Carl now. Last I heard. But um, yeah, so it, it doesn't really make sense for them to hold on to a Marvel thing when they're going to develop a thing that they fully have the rights to. So mm. yeah, it's it sucks because season three of Daredevil was great. It was amazing, and hopefully, I mean, it's it's going to be two years of those other of all the people going and finding different work. So hopefully, it'll line up where they can be like Disney can be like come back. Yeah. Do Kingpin again, so hopefully the guy that is, plays Daredevil, I can't remember his name, plays a character in the movie about Stephen Hawking, mm-hmm. who's extremely Catholic and ends up marrying Stephen Hawking's divorced wife like twenty years later. <laughs> and I almost did a spit take when I recognized what is his name, Matt Mercer, uh, Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock. When I I almost did a spit take when Matt Murdock was seducing Stephen Hawking's <laughs> wife. It was hilarious. Amazing. If you're a fan of that actor, you should watch the Stephen Hawking movie. I've heard he's good in other things, and he's done like stage stuff too. Yeah, that's I've only ever seen him in like a, a YouTube everything. Uh, I have no idea what his okay. name is. The guy who plays Deadpool, Charlie, no, the, the Charlie film. Cox. Oh, the, the name of the film. It's, it's called Theory, Theory of Everything. everything right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, speaking of Marvel, uh, we got a trailer for Spider-Man: Far From Home today. Yeah, I'm excited. And I yeah, it looks good. I'm excited. You got a first look at Mysterio, which I was actually, as the trailer was going on, I'm thinking, oh, they're not going to show us Mysterio. Oh, crap. Because it was getting towards the end of the trailer, and then he finally shows up. I was like, oh, well, Mm -hmm. I stand corrected. And he looked really good, surprisingly, because there's a lot of ways you can mess that suit up and make it look really bad. And I'm actually impressed that they didn't do that. It's Mm -hmm. hard for Jake Gyllenhaal to look bad in anything, I think. True, but (laughs) looking at that Mysterio suit from the comics is very I, it's, there's it's so many goofy. ways. People yeah. were very worried about there's what the so Mysterio many ways suit was going to look to like. mess that up, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to take something like that and translate it on screen and make it still look like Mysterio, but then at the same time also make it look make it work for a yeah. big screen. That's a very hard costume to nail down. Just give me the fishbowl. Yeah, as long <laughs> as the fishbowl's there. Somehow they managed to make it work. I'm very surprised, and I believe the person coming out of the water that was Hydro Man. Yeah, I, I think okay. so. Hydro it's Man. the element. The, the elementals, I think, are like the 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 initial villains. I don't know if I don't know if Sandman as it like th- we, I thought I saw Sandman. Yeah, like in there. it looks like Sandman, yeah. but it could be like another rock guy. And if it is, then how are they going to do Sandman if he shows up eventually? I'm so confused. I'm just going to say it's Sandman. Yeah, um, it was a large then, p- piece of sand there in was, the form of a person. So I'm yeah. going to say it was Sandman. Anthropomorphic yeah. sand. Yeah, and then there's a sand there's a water guy, and I think there's a fire guy. Waterman. And then I think. Because he's going to start out as, like, the good guy. Like, Hall's going to start out as the good guy. Yeah, it looked like—that's why I was, that's kind of what threw me off was when he came down, he was fighting against the 
whatever that person's called. What Iron does Man he say or whatever. to Spider-Man in the trailer? You don't want any part he of this. He says, like, you don't want any like, part of this. Like, yeah. he's trying to handle it. Get out yeah. of here, Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, so I'm a little confused on where the split's going to happen because I don't know like, the entire background of Mysterio or where the split's going to happen between him and Spider-Man and when he actually turns into a villain. Mm-hmm. If he's doing, like, the syndrome thing where he put the villain there in the first place and tries to stop it to make himself look good or whatever mm-hmm. the situation is. But Jake Gyllenhaal as a villain in an MCU movie, you have my attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as he survives at the end to add one more person to the Sinister Six, then I'm good. Because we got Vulture, we got Scorpion hinted at, now we got Mysterio. So the, my question about Sinister Six, are they moving forward with that? Is Sony, like strictly just Sony moving forward with that? Or no, that I'm, be just, in I'm the just MCU? saying I want to see the Sinister Six in the MCU. Okay. Like I want to see Spider-Man fight six bad guys. Because I've heard, like, together. hints that they actually do want to do a Sinister Six thing, whether it be in Spider-Man 3 or whatever it is. I'm yeah, just, I knew. I was wondering whether it was that Sony was, in their separate universe trying to do it or if it was actually going to be an MCU thing. Yeah, I know that was a thing back when, like, the Amazing Spider-Man yeah. was a thing because they were going to have that be Amazing Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they were going to all team up and fight Venom at the end of that because that went so well the first time they tried it. Exactly. But um Dude, that venom looked awful. Cuz like you know how like they hinted at they showed like the vulture wings and the doc ock arms yeah, I remember that. and something else in that lab mm-hmm. or whatever. So I I know that was a plan for when Sony had full control of Spider-Man, but now that I think they're committing Spider-Man to the MCU after this. Okay. That's a rumor I heard from Amy Pascal like she was like, "Yeah, Spider-Man's going to the MCU," but I don't know if I'm going to believe that mm. yet. But that's just that's just like a wish list I'd like to see for Spider Man. It Spider-Man would suck if Sony forward. started making live action Spider Man movies. Mm-mm, That'd be good. awful. Yeah. yeah. Though there were a lot of elements in this trailer though that I, I felt were kind of because you, if you notice like when Happy shows up and there's a scene in the trailer where he kind of I don't we might have been talking to Spider Man we don't know we can't see who he was talking to but he says you're on your own I wonder what happened to Tony where he says yeah. you're on your own because Tony was kind of his guardian angel the person who watched over him sort of like a father figure and the fact that he's not in the trailer and dead there's another and the fact that he's not in the trailer and the fact that there's a line from happy saying you're on your own now yeah that that doesn't really bode well this could be like a double misdirection they're like we're gonna make him think tony stark's dead like what if tony stark just retires and like he's a dead becomes a dad it could be and i i'm not we don't know there's i obviously they didn't give any in-game hints in this trailer but Mm -hmm. i just something i picked up on and noticed that's an in-game hint it can't, That's 100%. I mean, like, there's going to be YouTube videos. Yeah. Like, oh, there's going to be people breaking that down, yeah. saying, oh, look at this. But I, I don't think that was Nine put in there videos. as an in-game hint. I just think it was just a cool yeah. line for Happy to say in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they put it in there thinking, oh, they'll look at this and think in-game. And I don't think that's why that line was in the trailer. It's just something I know. What if that line isn't in the final movie and they put that in the trailer to like, oh, <laughs> people are going to think Tony sounds like Marvel. dead. That'd be funny. Well, it is Sony doing the advertising, though, so I don't know if, oh, that, is I don't know if oh, that, that has been a trend for, yeah. like, the past few MCU films where we've seen something in the trailer that didn't end up in the final cut. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. Did we talk about it? Some people think Ant-Man's face or Tony, or not Tony Stark, or Spider-Man's face was just a CGI placeholder. Because when Iron Man and Black Widow are looking at the computer, faces pop up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some it's people like Shuri and Spider-Man and Ant-Man. Some people yeah. were were thinking that some of those were not actually what they're going to be in the final movie. And then yeah, it's going to show show us something else, and they were just covering it up. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, I, I like the trailers that screw with you. Because, I mean, you can watch it and not get it spoiled because you can just mm-hmm. go, oh, that probably won't be like that. I heard the ads for Endgame are going to be like the first, the first 15 tw- minutes. The first 15, yeah. 20 minutes of the movie, and that's it. Really? And I'm yeah. like, that's, that's good. 
there'll be it, that's Good I mean stuff. granted I haven't we obviously haven't seen the movie so I don't know what's in the first 15 minutes but what like what how do you make an entire marketing campaign just based on the first 15 minutes of your film that'll be very interesting I mean we, we've already saw we've already seen what the first 15 minutes are from that one trailer yeah. well, I mean just that's go like one on trailer scenes. though you, that, like that's the introductory trailer that's usually you don't give a whole lot in that trailer the second trailer is usually where you you know put out all your big action pieces you know all the things that are make people go. Oh, I, if I wasn't going to go see this before, I don't know who you are. If yeah, go yeah. See that's why I don't think they but necessarily you're going to see, care. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why it's it's the sheer yeah. goodwill of you all saw the Infinity Avengers, War, so you're coming. going to come see. This if you movie. saw Infinity yeah. War, you're gonna want to see this one. Yeah, we're just gonna give you a little taste because we know you do, we know that you don't want it spoiled. Because even Infinity War, we'll see in the was theater. victim of that where the first trailer didn't really show that much, and the second trailer shows. It didn't. It showed a lot yeah. somehow without spoiling anything. That which is sold amazing. me in the movie that second trailer. Yeah. Which I'll see. It'll be pretty interesting to see how Endgame because I mean the second trailer does have to in some way be a little bit different and bigger than the first trailer you release. So I'm curious to see how they're going to do that mm. with just showing the first 15 to 20 minutes of the film. So, well, but I mean, who am I to doubt Marvel at this point? Yeah. They've shown their they, track record has been. They can just they can just have my like entire bank account at this point. Just yeah. like here you go. I'll be at all your movies. Marvel Just movies are one of the few movies where I hand my money to the person in the movie theater. I go, this is a good way to spend $15. Like, I know I'm going to get my money's worth when mm-hmm. I go into this theater. And that's why I think they're so successful. Because mm-hmm. every time you go see a Marvel movie, you're almost always happy with it. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm also surprised in this trailer was the fact they actually showed us Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Although they should showed her from the back, but they did show oh, her. Oh, was Hill in it? I believe that was Hill. That was because if you noticed the scene where they're shooting at Sandman, there was a woman like standing oh. next to Nick Fury, and okay. it looked like Kobe Smolders from the back. I don't know; she didn't turn around, but I assume that that's Maria Hill. I see. So I'm a little curious as to why. I mean, this is a spoiler enough to have a Spider-Man, Spider-Man. trailer <laughs> yeah. showing that Tom Holland is he alive and back. well. Shocker! But uh, to show all oh, this other character who turned to dust, and all oh, also this other character who turned to dust are in it too. It's like, oh. Well, I mean, yes, we kind of knew that, but yeah. showing it to us before we go into Endgame, I, mm-hmm. I think, is a very curious decision. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I mean, like you said, Sony's handling the marketing campaign. They still have to market that movie. So mm-hmm. if that's how they felt the best way to do it was, then so be it. But this is it's a weird marketing strategy for them to be in right now to market far from home while also not giving away anything that's going to happen in Endgame. Yeah, I, I really don't like it. But, I mean, when you go to see Avengers... Or when you saw the first one, you're like, okay, they're coming back. Right. Like, you kind of, like, I feel yeah. like almost everybody knew or people who pay attention to this stuff knew. I just wish they didn't tell us. Yeah, like, yes, like, we knew, but, like, knowing and then actually seeing it, it is, mm-hmm. is kind of yeah. different. Like, I'm actually seeing, oh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man is fine. Oh, yeah. Nick Fury is fine. Oh, Kobe Smulders as Maria Hill is fine. Mm-hmm. So, like, I assumed that. After right. watching Infinity War, as but then, soon as Black Panther disappeared, I was like, okay. Well, oh yeah, they're, as soon as Black Panther disappeared, I knew, okay, we're safe because well, yeah, that's way too much money down the drain. Yeah. yeah, but I, I just find it interesting that I actually can't because I thought the reason that we didn't see a Far From Home trailer when it was initially supposed to come was they didn't want to put it out there that Hey Spider Man is coming back, even right. though we all know. But I mean, they actually put it out there. We've seen it now, so it'll be curious how they move forward with this marketing campaign and what else we'll see before Endgame comes out. Mm-hmm. Because it's not really a whole lot you can do as far as giving away certain plot points, as far as showing us certain elements of the story, because they could potentially be in-game spoilers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And they they did a ton of spoiling with Homecoming. Like yeah. that whole Homecoming marketing campaign, they yeah. told us who every single character was. They showed us every action set piece. Showed us action set pieces that yeah. weren't even in the movie. Yeah. People just wanted more Spider-Man. That's true. They'd experienced him in Civil War, 
and they were like, just show us anything you have, and we'll go see it. Mm. I think I that's liked, I like the suits. And that suit is really amazing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That, I will say, is probably my favorite part of the trailer other than saying Mysterio was that new suit he has. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't, is Zendaya Mary Jane or are they just referring her to as MJ? And She's, she's just not Mary character. Jane. I think they're just calling her MJ. Yeah, they're calling her MJ. Okay, that's an interesting decision. I like Zendaya. It's fine. Yeah. I think okay. she's a funny character. Yeah. And how she's just screwing with him and how awkward he is all the time. I really I think like at this point, they just kind of said, we've seen Mary Jane and also, I'm forgetting the Gwen other, Stacey. Gwen Stacy on screen too much at this point. We'll just refer to her as MJ and not make it so obvious, but I forgot mm-hmm. at that point, just call her Mary I was going to say, do you guys think we'll see Gwen Stacy at any point or straight up Mary Jane Watson? Um, I no. doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. If we do, I, yeah, no, I, I doubt it. I don't think that they want to convolute with that, and I watched in Spider Man Three, we're gonna get Gwen Stacy. Yeah. But for like right now, I don't Gwen think Stacey so. Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane. There I'm like they just are. point at them. That would yeah. be. I feel like nobody looked. Nobody went to Spider Man because they liked those characters. Those were just names that they always used for Spider Man's love interests. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what, those were the names they used, regardless of whatever that character is. And now that they have their own character with their own character identity, a very distinct one. Mm-hmm. Like this MJ is dramatically different than any other. Spider-Man heroine or sidekick or whatever yeah. co-star that we've seen so far. So to, just to say, okay, she's the MJ of this, and we're just gonna yeah. leave it at those two letters. And you do with yeah. like we're gonna write her like her own person. I think that's fine. And you could fold in some stuff that is like um, used pretty often with with like the the other MJ, like Red Hat MJ. Mm-hmm. So like, cause in Spider-Man PS4, she's like an investigative journalist, and she's yeah. like a character in her own right. And you get missions with her where she's like sneaking through and finding out what like the gangs and the the villains are up to. So like they could they could give this MJ some of those things to to work with as well. Yeah. So, I'm for it. Yeah, no, sure. I I'm definitely I I definitely think it'll work itself out, but I just thought it was interesting that they just don't refer to her as M- as Mary Jane since they're already saying MJ. Yeah, yeah. that is interesting. That's, I just yeah, I just found true. it interesting they made that decision, but I mean they have at this point and I'm sure the film's going to work whether mm-hmm. she's called MJ or Mary Jane at this point. I just thought it was interesting that they kind of went with that decision, although at one, at, at the same time, I kind of get it because we've seen Mary Jane through, what, three movies at this point. She was supposed mm-hmm. to be an Amazing Spider-Man 3 before that got canceled. And we've also, also seen Gwen Stacy in two, one okay film and one very bad film. So I think they kind of just wanted to go, all right, we're going to, like Jeremy said, this is our own love interest for Spider-Man. We'll name her MJ just so you guys can kind of make the connection yeah, you, that we and all then know you're going to make. you can project on her whatever you want. Exactly. But we're going to create our own character in this universe, which I like. But yeah. at the same time, you could have just called her Mary Jane and just made her her own character. But you would also would have pissed a lot of people off, too, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's sort of a double-edged sword. But right. it's Marvel, so they'll figure it out. Dude, I could already see some idiot tweeting. Mary Jane's not supposed to be black. I've seen. I've, I just I've already seen. Yeah, yeah, that, was, that was already uh, a thing. Actually, that's miserable. <laughs> before I think, even before Marvel came out and officially said she's not Mary Jane, people kind of assumed that because at the end of Homecoming she said, "Oh, you can call me MJ." Mm-hmm. After the after she said that, there was just like a flu of people who were not oh. happy because Mary Jane's not allowed to be black. That's so dumb. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, comic book fans like to get up in arms about. A lot of things that don't Do really matter. Are. How can you be mad at Zendaya being your actor? She's a phenomenal actor. Mm. She's great and everything. I don't know how you can be mad at that. Yeah. I people mean, the will racist, find a way to be mad why. at anything. But <laughs> people will find a way to be mad at yeah. anything. Yep. Right. Any and everything. All right, moving on. Unless you have anything else to say about Far From Home, I'm excited. Looks good. There was Very a bit um, of him actually swinging in New York, which I really liked. Briefly. Briefly, and um, 
I'm one of those guys where like I look for all the Easter eggs, like you said earlier mm-hmm. with the videos. But in the back, you see what was Avengers Tower under yeah. construction, yeah. which tells saw, me one that. of two things: Oscorp, Oscorp, they're gonna make it Oscorp, or they're gonna make it the Baxter Building. Fantastic Four. I would see one Baxter oh, Building makes I'm more sense. Throw up. <laughs> I hate Fantastic Four. It's so coming much. back. They're gonna reboot it, and it's gonna I be really good. Do Don't hate worry Fantastic about Fantastic Four. It. Uh, Baxter Building makes more sense just because mm. I actually see them integrating. Even if it's not the Fantastic Four themselves, some of their ancillary characters like Silver Surfer, Galactus, mm-hmm. like I just see them integrating that universe into the MCU more than trying to put Oscorp in there. Although I'm sure we'll probably get Green Goblin or any other Oscorp related mm-hmm. villain at some point. But I, I, Baxter Building seems much more of a because you need some sort of star characters to carry on after we don't have the core four Avengers anymore. Right. And yes, Black Panther's great. Yes, Doctor Strange is great. But before those movies came out, people weren't very familiar with yeah. those characters or Captain like Marvel for that matter. So I mean, people kind of knew who Black Panther was, but not really. People couldn't have told you any detail yeah. about him. They would just said, "Oh, he's a Marvel character." Mm. So you, I feel like people are more familiar with Fantastic Four, not for great reasons, but they're more familiar with them. So integrating them into the MCU and saying, here are characters you're familiar with to sort of ground yourself into. And then we'll also obviously have your Doctor Strange, your Black Panther, your Captain Marvel. Obviously everyone's familiar with Spider-Man and carry on the MCU that way. I think that could work a little bit better. So Mm -hmm. Baxter Building seems like the much more logical thing to go with as opposed to Oscorp because we've seen them try to create a universe around Oscorp already and it, it did not go well. Dude, the Fantastic Four is so boring. I see. They just haven't so been done lame. well on screen. They're, yet. they're lame because of they ha- they've never made a good movie. But like, yeah. there's right down. Okay, so they look. suffer from I think the same thing Aquaman suffered from. Sort of just people just have this idea that Fantastic Four suck and they're not cool. They just need this one good film with a very solid cast to sort of redeem it. They need their Jason Momoa's. Let's yep. look at their powers though, compared to the four that they're gonna replace. Right. Yeah. So two of the four: Tony Stark, Thor, Captain America, Hulk. Hulk. So. The dude who can stretch. Mm-hmm. He's smart. He's like Tony. He's Tony Stark, but he stretches. Mm. Uh, Invisible Girl. She's Violet from Incredibles. <laughs> Violet from Incredibles. Uh, a dude who looks like a rock. He's strong. He's Hulk. He's Hulk, but like just kind of weird and like not he's at all sad. Not complex. Uh, and then he's, he's kind of sad. He's a little he's, complex. He's, complex. Fire he's, not, he's not totally cool with the fact that he's a giant rock monster now and can't look like a normal person anymore. Okay, and then you have Fire Guy. He's like, I'm uh, not enthused, guys. I would say casting is a big piece yeah. of how you make that work. Because to be honest, the even the Fantastic Four, the most recent one we have, as terrible as it is, I thought it was casted very well. Yeah, it's pretty good casting. Just they were in a terrible movie. But I, I think whoever you cast, I think for Fantastic Four, casting will be a big a very, very big factor in whether that works or not. Mm-hmm. Obviously, also, whoever directs it, whoever writes it, and all those other things. But you, the casting is a major, major factor in if that's going to work. Because if just one of those characters comes across as flat, it sort of ruins the whole yeah. thing. Honestly, I didn't think the casting from, like, the first two are all that bad. As, as like, not eh, great. As, Jessica, like, as cringy as those... decided on Jessica Alba needs to be okay. fired. Yeah, Jessica Alba like, was a no-go. As cringy yeah. as those movies can get, I think... Chicklis is the thing. Michael Chicklis is the thing. He's like, is solid. Oh, that was good. Uh, yeah, he was Chris good. Evans did a good job Chris with Johnny too. Storm, and Yoan Griffith like has the look of Reed Richards down. And as and Captain Holt is in those movies, by the way. He's one of the generals, which I really like. He died, didn't he? Captain I, Holt. I haven't seen I haven't seen those movies in a long time. I just saw a thing on like Facebook the other I'm day. Pretty like, sure hey, Doctor Doom. Captain like, Holt was the general in 
I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty. I, I've. I, it's been a while since I've seen Rise of the Silver Surfer, so I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Doctor Doom killed him. I'm pretty sure. Tragic. What Very if they tragic. did? John Batista is the thumb guy or the rock guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amy Adams as the girl. Um, uh, I don't know if I can see that. They do. I don't know the other I've two. heard John Krasinski John as Krasinski Mr. Fantastic. John Krasinski as Reed. Oh, no. as like the main, and, um, that's the main casting uh, I've heard so John far. Krasinski and Emily Blunt as Reed, and, as Reed and Sue. Um, why? What if, I just don't like him. I don't like him in anything. Like He's always the office character to me. Oh, okay. That's He'll always be Jim from The Office. What if he just had Jim's wife, who's named Pam? What if Pam was the girl? Yeah, maybe. I could see her doing it. And um, people always debate on... Um, Human Torch. I think they could do a girl. For Human Honestly, Torch. Human Torch to me was already perfectly cast with Michael B. Jordan, and then they ruined it. So now I'm not sure who you put in. I mean, obviously there's somebody who could work in that role, but Michael B. Jordan I thought was great casting, and they completely and utterly ruined him. Hmm. So, uh, and obviously he's already been Killmonger at this point. Yeah. So some people said Zac Efron. Oh no. Mm. But I think they just kind of went. Who's a cocky dude, bro, in Hollywood? And yeah, I'm gonna like, say hey. that was that was that's that's kind of lazy writing. If you Cole put Zach in there, okay. No. Who's had a resurgence from Riverdale? <laughs> I don't know. They'll find somebody. They'll find somebody. They'll find somebody. I have, I have faith. I have faith in the Marvel process. They can do it. I think it'll be good. Um, yeah, I think it'll be good. I just don't want to watch it. <laughs> I'm I don't more excited about the like the side characters. Continue. That they'll bring in like Doctor Doom, Silver Galactus, Surfer. Actually, Silver Adam Surfer. McKay um, is there's talks with him being potentially connected to a Silver Surfer film at some point. That'd be cool. So I heard Fox the, scrapped all their all those properties though, like all those movie ideas. They yeah. scrapped them because the deal just went through. So yeah, we'll see. So I, I, well, if Adam McKay does end up directing it, which is an interesting director choice considering how comedy filled he is and considering how dark of a character Silver Surfer is. I mean, this is literally a guy who helps people uh, helps a much bigger giant entity go around and eat planets. It's not mm-hmm. a very happy story. Yeah. But if Adam McKay can make it work, then sure. But I don't want to see like Galactus devouring a planet full of people and then there's a joke inserted right there. That yeah. just doesn't seem like that'll just fit. Go, Oops. Oops. Yeah, yeah. Like that doesn't Yeah, Adam McKay just doesn't seem like the right director for a Silver Surfer movie, but he is a very good director. Mm-hmm. So at the same time I don't want to like discount it or yeah. say no to it right now. That just seems like an it doesn't seem like a good fit. He did the big short and vice, right? Yes, he did. He did. Are those Comedies, yes, they're hilarious. Kinda, yeah. Okay, there's some of the funny. I didn't see Vice, but Big Short definitely has quite a bit of comedy in it. Okay, those movies are funny if you know what they're talking. Like they're funnier the more you know about the topic. Gotcha. Yeah. So like, if you know a lot about politics, especially like the Bush years, Vice is hilarious because you you like he's just telling you things you already know in a really funny way in a way you've never thought of it before. Mm -hmm. So that's like how I think his directing style is really funny. Like. And even in Anchorman, the way he directed that is like, if you're in the news, these things are funny to you because you know it's somewhat kind of like that. So I think that's like his style of directing and and really, like, there's something there for everybody, but if you're inside of that, then Mm -hmm. it's extra there for you, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. Which is perfect for a comic book movie. Yeah, that is true. Maybe not with a character like Silver, Silver Surfer, Surfer, though. It's a bit too tragic. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a bit much. Give him, like, Nova. It'd be fun. That would work. If you still want to do something like Cosmic. Give him Moon Knight. Yeah, that'd be good. I don't think we're ever going to see him on screen. No. God, no. Disney Plus, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, he, he's a Netflix show. Mm-hmm. If they were still doing that, that's that's where that character was. He's Super a Showtime dark. show. Super dark. <laughs> All right. Um, He's true TV. <laughs> 
True TV. Sorry, True TV. True TV. Didn't True TV have like Jesse Ventura trying to solve conspiracy theories for a while? Well, the Wasn't only thing that, thing? that probably the only thing that people watch on True TV now is March Madness. That's okay. about it. That's yeah. the only reason people go to True TV during March Madness has commercials for their own station because they know everybody's going to leave as soon as March Madness is. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> Amazing. All right, moving on. Um, we'll we'll try and do this without retreading the same ground we always do, but we'll we'll talk quick about like what we're most looking forward to in 2019. And I know we always talk about Endgame and like the Marvel stuff and Star Wars to a slightly lesser extent, but we'll try and we'll try and avoid those while saying we are excited for those. Yeah, yeah, so. so we'll just say those are off the table. Yeah, but yeah. we like we know we're yeah. all excited for nine. We're all excited for Endgame. We're all excited for Captain Marvel. Moving on. Mm-hmm. I am uh, really excited for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> okay, just because it's going to be a train wreck, and You're I will say that this is going to be a train. I will wreck. say that with ninety nine point nine percent certainty, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is going to be a train wreck, and okay. you can quote me on that when it comes out. But it's going to be hilarious, and it's going to. Do such great things for meme culture for the rest of, I don't know, probably months afterwards. Now we're talking. It's going to, the cultural impact of Sonic the Hedgehog movie is going to be astounding. We're going to see uh, Reddit memes, Twitter memes, just all over the place. Who's, do we know who's voicing Sonic? Uh, yeah, let me pull up. It's a guy who I could, like, Ben Schwartz. Oh, no way. Yeah, Ben That's Schwartz hilarious. is Jean Ralphio from yep. Parks and Rec. Uh, I love that. Jim Carrey is Dr. Eggman, so... <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it'll be real, really, um, it'll be okay. really something. I okay. don't know what. I'm on board. Yeah. Well, the film I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to, because I actually think it'll do well. Not because it'll be a train wreck, and it's Brightburn. Yes. Just because, I be mean, nuts. who isn't curious to see what life would be like if Superman wasn't a good guy if he came down and was mm. just a murderous psychopath? That's a very interesting concept, and I love the fact that the film doesn't try to hide the fact that that's what they're playing. I mean, literally, if you read the synopsis of the film, I, actually, I'll, I'll bring it up right now. It The synopsis has a Superman reference. What if a child from another planet crash-landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved to be something far more sinister? Yeah, so that's like, like, we know it's Superman. We know it's Superman. We know this trailer looks like Man of Steel. Exactly. That's the point. And exactly. The trailer is literally shot exactly like the Man of Steel trailer is, yeah. except instead of... Shot superhero saving people is this child murdering a lady in a restaurant. Mm. So it's it's a very interesting concept. I'm didn't it's one of those things I didn't know I wanted until I saw it. <laughs> so yeah, Brightburn is for sure on my list of films I'm looking forward to. Elizabeth Banks is in it. Um, it, she's about probably the only the most notable cast member on here because a lot of these other people I don't really recognize. Um, and I haven't really seen Elizabeth Banks in something really good in a while. Mm-hmm. So if this can be sort of her coming back film like oh hey Elizabeth Banks still can act that would be good for her yeah um did we talk about us I don't think Jordan so. Peele we did not but that was on my that list thank you for taking looks it. <laughs> like insane like, mm-hmm. what I watched that trailer I-, I watched that trailer and had a nightmare that night I watched that trailer, trailer about <laughs> at least a good 10 times that over and over horrifying that tra- it is it's so terrifying yeah I I had no like, idea. Oh man, but I'm on board. The, and the, I don't know. I think Jordan Peele is starting because if you watch that trailer, it's sort of there are similar vibes to Get Out, and I think mm-hmm. Jordan Peele has sort of found 
his style of horror that works. Yeah. Very, it, like, gets under your skin. It's so unsettling. It's very, very unsettling and very, very creepy. He yeah. does that very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of came out of nowhere with that skill going from, you know, the guy who was on sketch Key comedy Peel, yeah. to now making people, Some like, like making people skin crawl. Movies, yeah. Like, it's, it's very interesting how he was able to make that transition. It kind of shows he's had or had this skill just hiding this whole time and now yeah. he's just saying hey everybody look what I can do <laughs> so yeah I'm very I'm very much looking yeah. forward to and us I'm glad you brought that up and it's Winston Duke and Lupita Nyong'o I really like him good stuff yeah it's, it's good to see the the Black Panther cast getting some other opportunities mm-hmm. so alright anybody what else you got uh, I have a uh... Detective Pikachu, I'm excited yep, for. Me too. Looks great. Uh, I've been sorry. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon. Let's go, Eevee. <laughs> I was like, I just took both my choices. So I've been in the Pokemon mood a lot. Um, I mean, I'll watch anything Pokemon. I'm also excited for. Sorry if I'm stealing this as well. They're redoing the original Pokemon movie. I'm oh, excited yeah. for that one. I think that's on. Wait, no, it's not. Never mind. The the there's a Pokemon movie on Netflix where it's like the first episode again, like where okay. he meets Pikachu. Yeah, that. I believe that's different. They like oh, is it? a few years ago they did a redo of like the season one of Pokemon. Oh really? Or they like they made an animated an anime of the video game Fire oh, Red. Oh yeah, I saw that. That, yeah. that was awesome. That that that's was that was good. But this it's like a, another animated remake of the original Pokemon movie. As far as I know. Okay, cool. So that that I'm super excited. For. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I honestly, I remember when I heard, first heard of Detective Pikachu, I was like, this is a stupid idea. Who decided to do this? And then I saw the trailer, I was like, boy, am I wrong. It looks damn <laughs> good. I've looks never so been good. more wrong about any property in my whole life, except maybe Lego Movie, because I trashed that idea Lego when it first came out. A lot of fun. But yeah, Detective, this, it went from, why is this movie being made, to after the trailer came out, to I need to see this mm-hmm. now. Absolutely. I yeah. kind of wish it wasn't Ryan Reynolds, because it's just, it's just Deadpool. It sounds yeah. like Deadpool. He does sound like but, Deadpool. Um, it's like Deadpool for kids, but still, I'm on board. It would have been really funny if it was just like a like gruff voice, oh, like Danny um, DeVito. Come on, <laughs> yeah, honestly, that that's Reddit a good one. really wanted it to be Danny DeVito. I I love somebody interviewed him and they were like, "Hey, you should have you heard about this inter- internet campaign for you to be Pikachu?" And he's like, "What the f- is Pikachu?" <laughs> you can bleep that out if you want, which will be funnier with the beep. Yeah, it would be way. But, fun. Everything's funnier with beeps. Yeah, but you know Danny DeVito. Yeah, so, uh, so that was that was a big no on Danny DeVito's oh. part for being Pikachu. It's like um, Charles Gambino being Spider-Man. Yeah. I just the internet wanted it really bad, but it didn't happen. That would have been good. Um another one of mine is John Wick Parabellum. John Wick 3. Dude, far is that yours too? <laughs> getting taken. <laughs> John Wick's so good. I love John Wick. And two got a little silly with the silence pistols in the train station and John Wick doing a three-gun course in the subway. He's pretty cool. But so good. Such a good movie. And now I think um, the way two left off, he's sort of being hunted by literally yep. everyone. It's good stuff. So we'll see how that goes. It's, I guess it's sort of a one man versus the world type of film, which I'm always, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but like anything where it's just like one guy who's just that badass, where it doesn't matter how many people you send after him, they're just, he, they're just dead anyway. Yeah. I don't know why, but that like, it like touches a part of me. It's so good. Like it, it's just like, it's amazing to watch one person just mow through a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. And I love the gunplay in those movies, like even from the, like the very first one, the somebody, fight choreography is amazing. Somebody like they counted his shots fired, his accuracy, and like they found the kind of guns that he was using and how many rounds go in each magazine. And he always it's like like fifteen round mag in those pistols, and he would always reload at fourteen or fifteen shots, and just like that level of like commitment the to like the accuracy to of it, the yeah. attention to detail. Um, and then in two, they did it again, and like. 
action movies are guilty of this where like there'll be like a guy with like an M4 with mm-hmm. a rifle and they'll just shoot like 50, 60 bullets with it and then they'll do like the mag change just for like, there's like a lull on the action then they'll like say something snappy and reload but it was like 28 rounds, 30 rounds every single time you would reload and it was just, it's good stuff and, and Keanu Reeves is great. You can definitely you tell know, in Ke- movies when some guy's just emptying an assault rifle with yeah. 75 rounds like, dude, come on. Like, respect your audience. Right. Like, we're not that stupid. Yeah. Mm. But it's good to see Keanu Reeves is having a, a resurgence. Because so he, he had a really, I'd say a pretty lengthy dead spot where he just wasn't doing anything of note or yeah. of, that was good at all mm-hmm. until John Wick. So it was good to see him back sort of doing his thing. I still don't think he'll ever achieve the success he got with Point Break. Um, I thought you were going to say Matrix. <laughs> I was expecting <laughs> you to say Matrix, too. No, subvert <laughs> expectations. Um, I, that was a joke. But... um. The movie he just was in kind of flopped. If uh, Replicants. Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe that kind of flopped, but, I mean, Keanu Reeves. Man. Yeah, I mean, at this point. He is John Wick. At this point, with Matrix money and John Wick money, he can yeah, just do whatever. He's just doing so, things for fun. Well, back. since all of my picks pretty much got taken, I'm going to go to my plan F. Okay. <laughs> and Godzilla, King of Monsters. Okay, yeah. that was one of mine. Continue. It's, well, it's payback. <laughs> yep, we don't have it. a huge list of movies in front of us, guys. Yeah. So, There's well, like 20. Yeah, I, growing up. Godzilla. I don't know. I don't know it, like exactly what age it was, but I caught on to like all the old school Godzilla movies, and I was like obsessed for like a good portion of my childhood in that. Um, so to kind of see something, obviously this is a much more serious tone, much more. I guess you could say a little darker, but to see a, a new Godzilla film with King Ghidorah, with Rodan, with Mothra, and also you have Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things, which as soon as you cast her, I'm interested. Um, this just looks amazing across the board, and actually. Looks like we're going to get a lot more of the creatures in this. Yeah. I think one of people's biggest complaint with the first Godzilla film was that we got more Aaron Taylor Johnson than anyone would have possibly asked for in a Godzilla <laughs> film. Like, and yeah. it, it'd be one thing if Aaron Taylor Johnson was actually like acting well in that film, but you could see he was just kind of phoning it in. Like, oh, I'm in a Godzilla movie. I'm playing an army guy. It would have been I'm cool gonna, if it wasn't him. I mean, yeah, it wasn't even. It would have been better if it wasn't him. He was just, and the fact that they had Brian Cranston in there for three minutes and completely wasted him. But it just seemed like Aaron Taylor Johnson was just like sleepwalking through that movie, Mm. and they spent so much time on him. Well, he's been sleepwalking through life. Well, you could say that. (laughs) I'm sorry for hating on this guy. I actually know nothing about him. He just didn't seem like he was very committed to that role, and. The fact that they focused on him so much, a guy who clearly didn't want to be in that film, but in a film called <laughs> oh, Godzilla, no. yeah. and we got maybe five total scenes of Godzilla actually doing stuff, I thought was a big waste. So hopefully they don't make that same mistake here. I don't think they will. Right. Um, like the cast is pretty good, but it's, it's is, how you balance I mean, you it. got Ken Watanabe, you got Vera Farmiga, like Millie I said, Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown. Like, I hope Dance. she doesn't do that crying thing the whole time. I love Charles Dance. He's the best. I'm gonna need to look up that name. They got he's, O'Shea he's, Jackson Jr. as Cube Son. So the, the oh, cast really is okay. So the cast is very solid, yeah. and I hope that they're able to integrate the cast in a way where they're more of a supporting role. And right. Godzilla, Godzilla is the actual is the main character. I think that's a thing. Any film with a giant CGI creature as the, sort of the title character sort of falls victim to that, mm-hmm. where we focus too much on the human characters, like I just said with Transformers, right. and not enough on the title characters that we're actually going to see. The reason people go to the movies. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I hope Godzilla King of Monsters doesn't make the same mistake, and if it doesn't, I think we could actually have a very phenomenal film here. Yeah. And then also, obviously, we have like Godzilla vs. Kong. Visually, it's going to be phenomenal. What could oh, the CGI budget possibly be on this movie? It's all CGI. So high. Ridiculous. Every shot so high. is 90% CGI. It's a giant bird knocking down a city and a giant 
Like everything, yeah. They yeah, should it's gonna be a, a video lot game. of CGI. It's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be a lot of CGI. I'm on board. Um, I'm gonna say it chapter two because I liked the first one, and that cast of kids got to have their input on who they wanted to be them as adults. And really, that's they got cool. at least partially some of them. Um, Jessica Chastain is gonna be Bev. Bill Hader is Richie, which is perfect. Nice. James McAvoy is Bill, who's the main kid, I think, and I think. The rest of them, I don't think they got who they wanted. But um, they all look similar to the kids. Um, the guy who played Pennywise is back, and I haven't they haven't shown anything of it yet. But with how well that first one did, with like both box office and everybody loved it. Critically, yeah. Critically, yeah. So I'm on board. It's going to be good. Before my choice gets taken, I'm just going to say it right now. Okay, go. Um, well, first of all, I'm going to read the cast of this film, okay. and you just tell me if you'd be... I'm not going to say the title. I'm just going to read the cast. Margot Robbie, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Dakota Fanning, Al Pacino, Kurt Russell. That's an insane cast. Directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I was going to say it's the Tarantino movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going... If this does not get Oscar consideration, I'll be very, very surprised. If at least... if it's, It may not get a nomination, but if it's not at least in the conversation, right. I will be shocked. Isn't this, this Tarantino's last film? He said his... He, I think he said Hateful Eight was supposed to be his last film. Josh Gambino said because the internet was his last album, and yet here we are. Yeah, I'm going to say, I don't, I'm not sure how much I trust Quentin Tarantino on if this is actually going to be his last film. It, he might take a break after this, but if he gets an, a concept that he wants to do, I feel like he'll come back and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, he's um, too successful to stop at this point. Yeah, no, he he's done way too much for film for him to just stop after this. I see him coming back and doing something else at some point. But as far as this film goes, just this, just on plot alone, it's a very interesting concept. And then when you add the cast I just named, like right. there, there's no way you can not look forward to this film. I'm, I'm not very super excited about the plot. Really? Like the subject matter is not because it's about Marilyn Manson, right? Charles Manson. Charles Manson. I, I mean, he. <laughs> he's, I apologize. <laughs> he's in it, yes, but from my understanding, the film doesn't necessarily focus on him. Okay. But he's he is in the film, yes. But I don't okay. think I don't think the film's going to necessarily focus on. It. It's not his story, yeah. but he is a part of the film. That's what I was worried about because when I had first read about it, it seemed like it was almost a documentary esque on him. You know, the like, the film eh. is focusing on Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt's characters, and they're both one's an actor and one's the actor stuntman. Hmm. So the film okay. focuses on them. With sort of the Charles Manson stuff, I can't remember. <laughs> I just those, are, seen, those are both very. Yeah, it's kind of when you when you say Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, and one's the actor and one's the stunt double, doesn't seem right. DiCaprio, yeah. I think, could play a better actor than he could stuntman. So that's yeah, what I'm yeah. going to choose to I, my believe. My pick is Brad Pitt as the stunt double, yeah, but yeah, yeah like you said, that's a, like, that's a very Leonardo interesting. Leonardo DiCaprio's kind of fat now. A little bit. Yeah. That photo of him on a yacht or the photo of him getting shot by a squirt gun when he has his shirt off <laughs> just all beer belly and plaid so shorts. I have my Oscar now I'm good yeah. I love that that's one of my favorite photos good stuff um, yeah I think that's it for me other than the popular ones so anybody else nope I'm good nope alright cool reading watching playing what are you doing Um, I've been reading a book on World War 1 so that's not very exciting I want to see that Peter Jackson movie. Me too. World War One. It's really me, good. Me too. I've been very into World War One lately for some reason. Uh, I think it was Battlefield One. I started playing again. Mm. Uh, what am I been playing? Uh, I've been smashing my face into Dark Souls Three some more. More Mario Party. Also, getting equally frustrated at that game. A uh, ton of Pokemon. Just beat it. Or I got. Um, I've done the entire Pokedex, except for wow. the Pokemon you need to trade to get. So I can't get those. Cool. But yeah, everything else. Uh, I wasn't able to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey as much as I wanted to over break. I actually have it now, so I'll be trying to get more into that. I played a little bit of it when I got back from break. 
Um, I'm not, I think I'm, I'm at the point, whatever point in the story you actually finally get your ship and you can actually go on water and start shooting at other people, which gave me Black Flag vibes, which I love because mm. Black Flag was one of my favorite games. It's, it's, um, it's literally just Pirates of the Caribbean, only it's Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Like I, I, that's also one of those things where I didn't know I wanted it until I got it. Like this game is amazing. Mm. So it's giving me, as of right now, kind of giving me Black Flag vibes, which I really like. So I still haven't gotten too far in the story, but I'm working on it. And so far, like. It's a, like really. I can see why the game got like so many good reviews on its release. Like it's phenomenal. It's kind of sad it got overshadowed by Red Dead. But oh, yeah, it definitely yeah. got overshadowed by Red Dead. But I was looking at the reviews when it initially came out. It had like a nine out of ten. Some were, and were better like than Red Dead. Yeah. Hmm. So yes, yeah, I, I, I did see that. But you yeah, know, it's it's amazing game. I still haven't gotten Red Dead. I plan to eventually. Yeah. But I haven't gotten around to it yet. Rockstar games don't go down in price, and Ubisoft games go down in price very quickly, which yeah. is why I decided to yeah, I ask for that. Red Dead for Christmas and then get the Ubisoft game. Because I looked $10. for Red Dead on uh, Black Friday and like on Christmas deals, and it was the same price. GTA is still forty dollars. Yeah. That's crazy. really yeah. They're wow. still making DLC for that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I replayed The Last of Us DLC, Left Behind. I think it's called with the one with where you play Ellie. Ellie and her friend. That was really good. Um, can't wait for the second one whenever that comes out. And then I watched a ton of movies last week just because I have like so much free time now. Mm-hmm. Senior life. Yeah. Um, I watched nice, I watched Law Abiding Citizen, which is fine. Children of Men, which was great. If you haven't seen that one, I think so. Yeah, Alfonso Cuaron, um, Clive Owens in it. It's like near future London where like everyone's infertile. That sounds cool. It's so good. Um, Hell or High Water, like a parody. That's really good. That's a really good movie too. And I finally watched Seven. Finally. What'd finally watched it? Seven. Can, can we get a slow clap for Steve for finally watching I, Seven? I, I did it. It's pretty good. So what'd you think? It's good. I liked it. Um, One of the, it's, I, it's in my top three. Yeah, like my it's, three. It's it's phenomenal. The it's the I think that film's the reason Morgan Freeman is my favorite actor. I had the the ending spoiled through like a joke about really? like what's in the box, but like even what's going even going into that, I was like, I can't look away. Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. whole. Like the car ride, yeah, no, and that, like when they're out in the desert. That's one of the most like, unsettling endings oh, I've ever seen. I Kevin Spacey's the worst, but he is so good in this scene. He's the worst, but he's really good. Yeah, yeah, he's a good actor. And then um, I'm in a I'm in a class right now where we just talk about Marvel and the history of Marvel and mm-hmm. watch Marvel stuff. So I watched the 1977 Spider-Man movie last night. I didn't know that was it. There's a 1997 1977 1977 starring. The oldest Von Trapp boy from The Sound of Music when he's grown up. Oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, for, I forget his name. But it's it's something. It is something. Yeah, it's, I've heard horror stories about the old school Marvel films. Yeah. Here's the kicker. When that movie was in theaters, they had a dude dressed up as Spider-Man run around in some theaters. Really? Yeah. They had a, they had a man who would dress up in a Spider-Man costume and pretend to be Spider-Man before oh. the movie. Yeah, if that experience would that have helped your viewing experience? No, uh, I highly no, doubt it would have. No. It hit a few of the beats of Spider Man, like Peter Parker's a photographer. Like he and is, he, got the, he bit, is Spider Man, and he's a student. And there's J. Jonah Jameson, but like oh, the the fight scenes, like you you expect Spider Man to always be like quipping and like mm-hmm. bouncing around and stuff. And yeah. he was all I I can't even like explain it. I'll have to like show you guys later, but it's. The fight scenes were three dudes with not real swords, but like those those ones made out of like bundles of sticks. Oh, no. Or like a training, like a katana. training bamboo sword. Yeah, a training bamboo mm. sword. There were three guys kind of like following him How around. How he ever? And he was just kind of like, 
I could I'm take on three guys right with now, bamboo but he's sticks. Like, ooh, ooh, and like going around things, it was it was bad. But I had to watch it for class. I watched a good I'm movie. There's, there's worse classes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you guys ever seen Tombstone? No. Tombstone's one of, like a western. Came out in 1993. Has Val Kilmer, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott, and Bill Paxton. That's amazing. So mm-hmm. it's a all star cast. A lot of who have, whom have fallen from grace, including Billy Zane. <laughs> if you look at Billy Zane now compared to that movie and Val Kilmer now compared to that movie, they look like different people. Um, but anyway, like it's a typical Western and the good guys win and it's fun to watch. And the last 20 minutes is just a montage of Kurt Russell killing bad guys. It's it's That's so much fun. That's all I want yeah, in life. It's, it's an incredible way to spend two hours. I highly recommend just watching okay. Tombstone. Good stuff. Is that on Netflix? Uh, it's on Hulu. I have Hulu. Yeah. Stuff. So like do a drinking game and every time... <laughs> Every time they say like a cliche, is that where I'm your Huckleberry? I'm your Huckleberry's from? Yes. Okay. That's exactly where it's from. And that's every time I, I saw it, I I laughed. Dude, Val, I'm so sorry, Val Kilmer. What happened to you? If Val Kilmer ever hears this, yeah, he was big and Val Kilmer, like, Kilmer was extremely he, attractive like, too. He was in Heat. He was in Tombstone. He was Batman for a while. Yeah. And it's like he was in you a know lot. Somebody like you ask like a kid nowadays, like you know who Val Kilmer is? Who? Billy Zane's the same way, yeah. where Billy Zane was, like, a beautiful, like, he looked great. Like, Billy Zane with the hair, and now he's, like, bald and kind of frumpy. Oh. And yeah, Billy, Billy, Zane. Billy Zane and Val Kilmer have had similar falls from graces. Because Val Kilmer just loves those cheeseburgers, man. Don't Can't stop eating those cheeseburgers. Don't we all? Are we going to end on that sad note? On that, yeah, on that sad note. Sorry, Billy. Uh, you can find, you can find <laughs> us listening. on Facebook and Twitter at Raving Geeks. You can find us basically everywhere you can listen to a podcast. And you can find us on our website at cm-life.com. You can check out all of our other podcasts there. Jeremy has one. In it together. If you like politics, check that one out. So until next week, same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs>